Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Seven Lamb presents Paralyzed. Chapter 2 The Calm, Part 4. What would she be doing with them? No one answered the question. Ethan put his arm around Brian's shoulder to stop his pacing. I bet that's where she is. He headed for the door. Did you try her phone? Her phone's upstairs. I'm going to the campsite. What? Are you going to fight those guys? I want to see if she's there. Hold up. I'll go with you. Then let's go. Brian marched out of the cabin. And Ethan turned to me. David, can you and Seth just go check the lake in the bathrooms? We have a bathroom right here. Why would she use that shitty outhouse? Seth. Just do it. I don't know why we're getting all worked up. She probably just is walking around one of the trails. Possibly, but we don't know that for sure. Can you just go check the lake? Ethan walked out, shutting the door behind him. This is stupid. God, I'll go check the bathrooms if you don't want to. I'll do it. I'll go check the front office. For what? Just to see. Someone should stay here in case she returns. Has she really been gone that long? After a few minutes of debating, we dispersed. The plan changed drastically. Seth and Katie would check the lake and outhouses. Jen would wait at the cabin, and Cooper and I would check the front office.
walked along the dirt road heading towards the office. When we reached the small gravel parking lot, we stopped and scanned the area. You know, I feel weird. Like, something's not right. Honestly, I felt like that the moment we arrived. Really? I walked up to the door of the office and cut my hands against the window. I peered inside, but I saw nothing. The dark place housed all kinds of knickknacks and candy bars. The walls were covered in Florida propaganda and state license plates. I don't think she's here. Me either. Do you think she could be on a trail exploring a campground? I think she could be anywhere. But do you think she's on a trail? No. After a few minutes, we left. We started taking the dirt road back to the cabin when I stopped at the fork in the road. The sign between the two roads read cabin with an arrow to the left and campsites with an arrow to the right. Let's meet up with Brian and Ethan. We headed towards the campsites. and cooking utensils littered the grass. What? Did Brian send him a message? Don't mess with my girl? I wasn't sure if that was a joke or not, but I remained quiet. It looked like an animal had ravaged the campsite. I noticed a long tear in one of the tents, the two sides flapping in the breeze. What the hell happened here? I don't know. You think there was a fight? Where the hell is everyone? I bent down to examine the terror in the tent. When I arose, I saw the shadowy figure standing in the field, far away. <gasps> the tall, dark figure stared at me. What are you staring at, David? 
Cooper followed my case. David. David, you okay? I didn't answer. Hey. The dark figure raised a long, scrawny arm and pointed towards the wood line. David, what the hell? I looked to where it pointed. Behind the wood line was the lake. David, are you okay? When I looked back toward the figure, nothing. He... It had left. Sorry. What the hell was that, man? You were fucking catatonic. I think we should check the lake. Why? We just should. There's something different here. Like? I don't know. Come on, let's head back. No, something is definitely different. What? Let's just go. Everyone has to be back at a cabin. Fine. We headed for the trail. And suddenly I stopped, realizing what it was. What now? It's the water. What about it? The water level's lower. Cooper was about to roll his eyes when he turned around. But he held up, noticing I was right. How did that happen? It wasn't drastic, but definitely noticeable. Let's go. Inside. Let me see your phone. Why? David, let me see it. I handed Ethan my phone. I noticed everyone was in the living room, standing or pacing, but they were all making the same face. Concern. What's going on? Shit, his too. Cooper. Uh, I don't have it. It's on the end table. Seth picked it up and examined it. He tried making a call, but shook his head. Is anybody going to tell us what's going on? The phones aren't working. None of them? None. We tried everyone's. Here, check for yourself. Ethan handed me my phone. It looked fine. Three bars, 4G... But when I tried to call my mom, nothing. I tried the office, then work friend, Addison. Nothing. We've even tried 911. Nothing's getting through. Something is happening here. 
Seth, shut up. You know it's true. You don't even know what you're talking about. But I have three bars in 4G. Wait a sec, wait a sec. You try calling 911? Why are we calling 911? Because we found this at the campsite. Brian came over with an axe in hand. A red substance all over the blade. It was blood. Okay, so what are we doing? Well, if we can't call out, then we need to go get help. Even if this is a joke, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Except the van has two flats. Only one flat if we change it. Then we'll take Brian's car. I don't think that's going to work. Why? Because, Seth, Ashley has the keys. Oh, God. I say we walk. I can head to Rutherford now. Ethan, it's over 30 miles. It'll only take about 10 hours if I keep an even pace. You're seriously going to walk? What other choice do we have? Fuck it, I'll take the van. You'll fuck up your car a mile down the road and end up walking anyway. What about if we use Brian's spare? Unlikely, they're completely different cars. We could try. Maybe. If I even had a spare. <sighs> Fucking great! Well, if you're really going to walk, I'll go with you. Come on, Coop. You haven't even walked a total of 30 miles in your life. You guys do realize it's noon? You won't reach Rutherford until 10 at night. If you're lucky. We may be able to hitch a ride. I'm going. I agree with Cooper. You shouldn't go alone. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, safety in numbers. Are you volunteering, Jen? I'll go. Let me go, too. You, Cooper, and everyone else stay here. We'll have a better chance of hitching a ride if it's just the two of us. Now, do we have, like, a small backpack I can use for some water? Kitty emptied one of her small backpacks and gave it to Ethan. Ethan packed some frozen waters and some trail mix. He went to the kitchen and grabbed a knife. Just in case. You sure you don't want to take the axe? It'll be hard to catch a ride that way. I think everyone should just stay here for the time being. We won't be back till late. Keep trying the phones. We will too. Maybe if we get closer to Rutherford, we'll pick up a signal. And that was that. Ethan and Jen left the cabin and crossed the field of tall grass. They reached the dirt road and disappeared around the bend.
For an hour, the rest of us just talked about what could have happened to Ashley. Brian often got antsy and would start pacing the room. I want to go look for her again. Relax, man. She knows where we are. She'll come here. Unless she can't. Brian had a point. But so did Cooper. Everyone ended up staying put. We tried to keep ourselves busy with small talk. I'm gonna have a smoke. Cooper got up and went outside. <sighs> Why won't our cell phones work? That was odd. No one had an explanation for it. I wanted to tell someone about the dark figure in the field. How it pointed towards the lake. Or at least that's what I think it was pointing at. The fact that it appeared, I just didn't understand. This wasn't a dream, this definitely wasn't sleep paralysis, so am I seeing things? Guys, they're back! Who? Ethan and Jen. It's only been an hour. Ethan and Jen walked up the porch steps. We all greeted them at the door. What happened? Um, where's Barry? Who? Barry. His car is here. Barry Wright was part owner of the Terrell Lake campground. He owned and maintained it with Ethan's uncle. Since Barry still lived in Rutherford, he would often drive over and collect money from the drop box. Barry's not here, and I was just in the back. His car isn't here either. Well, his car is by the front office. Then where is he? Are you guys serious right now? Barry hasn't been here. Why the hell would we lie? Did you check the campsites? I mean, Joey mentioned they didn't have enough money for three nights. Maybe Barry's just checking up on him. That's the way we came back, through the campsites. Maybe he's doing maintenance? We've checked the lakes, the front office, the campsites. This is fucking ridiculous. Another missing person? Where was everyone? Ashley, the campers, and now Barry Wright? They were all missing. Was there an animal out there? Was this all just some big joke? I don't know. No explanation seemed to properly answer the questions we all had. By the time we settled, Ethan figured it was too late to leave. It was now three in the afternoon, and it would be getting dark in about four hours. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to wait here for the night. We'll keep trying our phones. If no one turns up tonight, Jen and I will once again head for Rutherford. Seth headed for the front door. Where are you going? I'm going to change the spare. If worse comes to worse, we can take off in the van. I don't care about driving on one flat. I'll help him. I don't know if we should be going outside. Joey mentioned an animal. I doubt this is going to be all linked to a wild animal. No bear, no panther would go after that many people. Plus, there's no blood anywhere. On the axe. Ethan looked over to the axe, leaning against the wall. He had washed off the blade, but a few streaks were still visible. 
After a moment of silence, Cooper rose from the couch. I'm gonna have another smoke. The rest of the afternoon was spent waiting around. Seth and Brian finished changing out the spare. Cooper smoked a full pack of cigarettes in under two hours. That's more than I've ever seen him smoke in a long time. At six, we all ate. was unbearable. Finally, Katie spoke up. I feel like this is nothing. Like Ashley's on a walk or something. We'll all laugh about this when we get home. It has to be nothing, right? No one answered. We just sat around the living room, eating... At 7.30, it started getting dark. The sun had disappeared behind the treetops. We noticed lightning in the distance. A storm was moving in. The way the trees were swaying, and the wind was picking up, it looked like it was going to be a big one. I didn't know it was supposed to rain this week. It's Florida. Did you hear that? Katie stood up, alert. Hear what? Katie walked toward the back bedroom. What's of her? Seth shook his head and shrugged. We all jumped up and ran to the back room. Katie was by the far window, looking out. I hear her. Hear who? Ashley! What? Where? We peered out into darkness. The only light coming from the spiderweb lightning. The storm was moving in fast. I don't I don't hear anything. Babe, are are you sure? Listen. We all waited. Silent. Completely still. Oh my god! Holy shit! Brian and Ethan ran out of the room. What are you doing? In the living room, Brian was testing a flashlight. Ethan was putting on his shoes. Uh, what's going on? What the fuck do you think is going on, Seth? Ashley's calling for help. Yeah, yeah, I I heard that. So? So we're going to find her. I don't like this. You're going to go out there in the dark. There's a storm coming. What the hell, Seth? She's crying for help. And there's probably good reason for that. No shit. I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't go out there when someone is screaming to death. It happened so quickly. Brian lunged at Seth and he pinned him up against the wall. Hey! Stop! Katie and Cooper pushed them apart. Jen and I, for an instant, shared a concerned glance. Cool it, Seth. Wait. She's closer. Grab flashlights. Knives. Oh, come on! 
Fuck it, Seth. You don't have to go. No, fuck that. He's coming. If we have to deal with the campers, then we need numbers. Oh, Jesus Christ. You guys want to go all sharks and jets out there? Those guys could be psycho. And if it isn't the campers, then it could be an actual psycho killer out there. What about the woman from Rutherford? The woman from Rutherford is dead. It could just be Ashley's her. Why does it have to be... Enough debating, let's go! Ethan didn't even wait to see who was coming with him. He pulled his flashlight from his bag, walked over to the axe, grabbed it, and headed out. Someone get the lantern. Oh shit. The rest of us looked at each other. And I was in no way a hero, but I could not let Ethan and Brian do this alone. Let's do this, guys. Cooper went to the kitchen and grabbed the lantern. The rest of us readied ourselves. We were grabbing knives, flashlights, and even useless cell phones. As we left the cabin, I felt a sudden wave of deja vu. The nighttime. The panic. This is fucking insane. We all walked out the door, but being last, I stopped and took a look back at the inside. What is it? The lights. I ran around the cabin, turning all the lights on. Then I ran out to meet Jen, waiting for me on the porch. So we can find our way back. Good idea. We met with the rest of the group in the field. Cooper held the lantern high. Co-starring Ricky Laner, Matt Deacon, Robert M. Lamb, Christopher Postel, Jack Austin, Nick Engelhardt, Ariel Zadok, and Ashley Cartesano. Music and composition by Jonathan Moss. 
Additional music provided by bensound.com, incompetech.com, and dmixmusic.com. Don't forget to rate and review Paralyzed on iTunes. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.